Welcome to Lift Up Nations. I'm Rob Leach. And I'm Michael Hoffa. And our second episode is Asking God For It. The scripture that goes with Asking God For It is James 4, 2, and 3. You have not because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasure. Alright, so the questions we're starting with today, the first one is, how does James 4.2 encourage believers to approach their desires and request in prayer? So, the way that he encourages believers to approach it is head on. So, James actually points out that we do not have what we desire because we do not ask God for it the correct way. Okay. Um, There's a lot to this scripture um it's the smallest scripture uh i feel you have not because you ask not and but it has the biggest impact in people's lives um a lot of people do not know how to ask god for anything um because they don't feel worthy for it uh that's the biggest thing i've noticed in in my christianity uh people always feel either shame or guilt because they feel like they're not good enough for god or they're not good enough for any of his blessings yeah so i know for a long time i would think that it's selfish to ask for me and not for others and talking with you is your popular saying is have not because you ask not and so i think with like the way people approach it is they don't want to seem selfish because they don't ask in the right way so they never receive because they're they are being selfish yeah, and a lot of people, like, say it comes to somebody that's actually uh, always struggling, never has anything, and their car is always breaking down, and they'll pray for that rundown car to be fixed. Their ask is not big enough. They need to ask for what they want, be it a new car, uh, something different, something newer, but they always ask for a fix. They don't ask for something bigger. God's bigger than all of us. He can bless us with whatever he wants, but our intent and motive have to be right. Exactly, and I totally agree with that. All right, second question. Are there conditions or requirements mentioned in James 4.2 that will affect our request from God? Um, definitely. So there's quite a bit that I found when I was digging deep into this podcast episode. And one of the biggest one is faith and belief. So in Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So the key word in that is belief. So if you're not going to believe that you're going to receive it, you're never going to receive it because you don't have the belief that he has the power to do so exactly um it comes down to you know i'm I'm an asker no matter what i go (laughs) if i go to a store if i go to um shopping um i will ask I, i i have no problem going hey where's this where's that and it gets me in the right frame of mind to always ask god for everything i want um I've had tons of blessings because I do ask. I don't feel it's not big enough to ask God for certain things in my life. 
Uh, some people, like I said, they struggle with it because they don't feel worthy or they feel as though um, they didn't do enough in life to receive the blessing they got. Yeah, so another thing I would think about when I was reading this question is maybe, like me, they feel like they're not a good enough Christian, and I'm doing air quotes, to ask for something because they feel like they haven't done enough as a Christian or a believer to be blessed. So, I don't, it just, it's one of those things that like a lot of Christians, I believe, are avoiding because they're afraid that they're not good enough. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they, the biggest thing is that I try to tell everybody you have not because you ask not. Just like if you wanted to ask somebody to go do something or somebody to be a part of your life or somebody to um, go on a trip with you. You have not because you ask not. There's a lot of people that are out there that don't have anything or anybody in their life because they don't ask. And that goes well for God as for people. Um, if you don't ask... Like, say, hey, you go over to a friend's house and you go, hey, I need to borrow a weed whacker. You don't have it because you don't ask. Exactly. If you ask, you will receive. Usually people are, like, happy to give it to you. But we, as a society, we stay away from that because we're scared. Disappointment. We, yeah, we, disappointment. We don't want to be uh, let down. We don't want to be... Turned uh, away. Turned away, exactly. Definitely. Um, another one that I feel is a requirement or a condition is of always asking according to God's will. So the Bible teaches that it is important to align it, line, align our requests with his will. Um, and I think a lot of people, including myself, I've done it, where I'm asking for something, but it has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to benefit him. So I think a lot of people forget that aspect of or like requirement of God. So like in 1 John 5, 14, 15, it says, this is the confidence that we have towards him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. So seeking God's will and submitting our requests to his wisdom and purpose is emphasizing this passage. And like I said, I was, I'm a criminal in this aspect of, I asked, but never included him in my request. Yeah, the first thing you do is always include God in everything. If you don't ask, like, for any type of um, need, want, God wants you to ask. He doesn't want you to sit there and, and not be in a relationship problem is a lot of people feel as though just like you know if you're afraid to ask your dad your real dad in life then you'd be afraid to ask God but God is always there with open arms and always there for you and I want us to teach people to see that in their life that ask write it down and ask Always write down whatever you want in life and then ask God for it in the correct way with God being 
the main focus of it. Right. And so I believe it was a person that came to the church and like spoke. And they said that you have to be persistent. You have to have perseverance. Because if you're praying for something, it may not be that time. It might not be instant. But that doesn't mean give up. It means continuously pray for it and do it in his good. So you might feel disappointed at first because you might not have received it quick enough. But everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer. Um, so I think people need to remember that patience is key. I mean, just in life, like you're not going to get a bonus at work if you're going to rush it because what's going to happen, you're going to mess it up. Yeah. And my my biggest thing is that a lot of people sit there and um, how would I say this? God has everything He does in an appointed time. It's never not on His time. It's not on our time. It's on His. And if we don't wait, be patient, and um, be consistent in our prayers, mm -hmm. we will not receive. Exactly. And I like I agree with that. Just like the in the last episode I talked about prayer and how like I believe it works is you have to be patient. Like it takes time even like the world like to get anything. So you're not going to go to a car place and buy a car broken apart. You're going to wait for them to get it together and ready. And what does that include? Patience. You can't rush something because if you rush it, it's going to end up not being good. All right, that brings me to my third question. Will God answer all your needs? If no, why? So this goes along with asking according to God's will. We must ask for the good of God and his people. We should not be selfish and make the request to only like benefit our needs. And that's, so if not, so the reason he doesn't answer all our requests, because like I said, they're not always in his favor um, or his people's favor. Because in our request, we need to make sure that it aligns with what benefits him and his good, his people's good. What could we do or request to get, how do I say this? How can we pray and request for something that's going to not only help us, but help him and like spreading the gospel? So... I prayed to, I'm praying, <laughs> continuously praying that I can get a computer that would help us do the podcast better. Now, it might not be now. It might not be in the next five months, but I know it will come because I'm, I'm being patient and I'm doing it for him, not for me. Like, I can still do this without the computer. Doing it with the computer can make it better. So it aligns with what I'm going to do for Okay. Um, my biggest thing is I've been a serial entrepreneur all my life. And some things have worked, some things haven't. And I believe that the things that have worked in my life is my purpose and what I'm here for. The stuff that didn't work out was a distraction to my life and actually took me away from my true calling. So the thing is that when... You actually think God's going to bless you with everything. He's going to He's going to let you fall when when you need to learn something. 
don't, you'll never learn new things. And also it helps you keep your faith because when you have faith, it's trusting in something that you can't see or believe. Right. You know? And you need to believe 100% and trust 100% to actually have that relationship with God. And when God doesn't um, fulfill a request that you ask, like somebody's getting ready to pass and you're there by their bedside and you're praying, sometimes it's not you're not praying in the right reason to be there and God had an anointed time for that person. So no matter how much you pray, sometimes prayers aren't answered. Right, and that goes along with the faith. You can't pick and choose when you want to be faithful because one, that's wrong. But two, if you're not going to be 100% for him, then you're not going to be blessed with things because of the faith isn't true faith. In my opinion, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, like in my life, when you get to selfish motives or you get into people feeling like the wrong intent um, God actually will knock you down get and, you on your level and, and get you on on the right level mm-hmm. to reevaluate where you are and bring you back up sometimes that's a pit sometimes that's a valley but he, he will he's always there and he always is standing by you to help you if you have the right intent and right motive Definitely. And I, I like the thing you said about he's going to get you down on your level where you need to be. And just because he knocked you down that level doesn't mean, he needs, doesn't mean he's not there. He's still there regardless of what level you're on. Yeah, even if you're in a pit or you're on the top of a mountain, God's always there. And the thing I think he does is he wants you to be faithful 100%. And when we go through life, our ups and downs, our struggles, our problems, our issues, people in our life, things that are going on, the bankruptcy or this, um, can't pay for this, and then you really didn't need it in the first place, so it was right. taken away from you because it wasn't the right reason to have it, and you did it on your own instead of and being selfish, instead of looking at, is this going to benefit the kingdom, or is right. it going to benefit me? When it benefits you, selfish motives, uh, God's really not a fan of. And that is definitely he, facts. He, 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 will, he will correct the, the curve in his uh, ability to change your heart. So something I want to share is the whole being faithful, but also not being selfish about it, especially after he blesses you. So something that I went through was I was looking for a place because... I just, I was getting displaced, I guess is the word, because I lived with my friends and they were having a baby. And me and the baby can't share a room because it's just, you know, baby stuff is dramatically overtaking the world. Well, house. And so I looked and looked and looked and could not find anywhere. Well, I finally found a apartment. Well, yeah, apartment house. But I couldn't do it alone. So I prayed and prayed and prayed and then I found this girl. And I thought everything was going to go good. And the moment I 
got this place and was living there, I kind of like gave up on going to church. Like I was struggling to get up in the morning. I made excuses. And guess what happened? I ended up losing it. I ended up having to move again and struggle more because I gave up faith or didn't really give up faith, but gave up and focused on me and my selfishness. But that's just, a, there's a lesson there. Just because he blesses you doesn't mean to turn it your back. Don't lose, don't lose your gratitude and turn it into selfishness because he will show you like, okay, well, here's the blessing. This is what you're doing now. Let's restart and see if we can do this again. And I'm a firm believer on that because I'm now in a good place. I'm going back to church. I'm blessed every day. Just recently, my car having issues. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to be mad. I'm just going to look and see what I can find. So I'm praying heavy on it. And my girlfriend is helping me trying to find a thing. Well, I found one place, and every place was like this. It was like $1,700, $1,800 to fix my car. Well, I was like, okay, that's a lot of money. I don't have that kind of money just to throw out. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pray on it. I'm not going to lose patience. I have faith that it's going to all work out. She finds a thing or a person that they use, her and her family, and it's not going to cost but half of that, which is perfect for me because 1800 versus, let's say, just 600 just roundabout is a way better blessing than anything. But that's because I'm sticking to my faith and trusting in him that everything's going to work out. Because the, the, my main my main concern was, how am I going to get to the podcast? How am I going to be able to share these episodes with people? How am I going to get to work, to make money, to do more? And then, like always, it works out. You got to trust. But... I had the same kind of scenario. I we were renting a place over on Route One on a multicolored townhomes, uh, and we were looking for a place to live. We were looking for a new home instead of paying rent. So we're sitting there, and we were looking at the. Um, I think it was Zillow at the time, and this home that I live in or we live in now. Uh, became available and the people that owned it wanted to move back to uh, Pittsburgh so we're sitting there and I'm talking to the owner I'm talking to his wife talking to the realtor everything um, is just stripe after stripe after stripe trying to figure out how to get this done so I tried a, a mortgage company we weren't able to get that loan. Uh, then I spoke to the owners and said, hey, can we do a lease purchase? And they were all for it. They were, uh, they said we could do it for two years, put some money aside, put part of the mortgage uh, rent aside to save for, you know, to put a down payment on when we get enough revenue coming in. Because I've always been, as a business owner, I always was like, the more deductions, the more deductions, because right. you're able to pay less taxes. You know, that that's that's the goal. But in mortgage area or mortgage life, doesn't always work that way, because they take whatever's deducted, and that's what they use as your income. So I had to take two years 
take less deductions, pay more taxes to be able to have it happen. Um, but they were going to do that, but the guy gave me two names. Um, one of them didn't return my call. The other one did. I sent the information to them. They were, uh, they were, came back to me while I was doing the home inspection on this home and they were he was like hey got some bad news uh, you're a little short on your monthly they did a bank statement loan because yeah. instead of waiting so long I had to pay a little higher interest but um, it was going to benefit me in the long run I said okay that makes no sense because you told me this is what I need to make and that's what I did right let me look. He missed three three bank statements. Mm. So he was able to find them and then get me pre-approved. Um, then we actually uh, were, where were we? My wife was going to on a family trip with her mom and her sisters. I was here. I I actually was able to buy the house and get it closed before she came home and surprised her that we're not leased to own, we're actually owners. And when we got the mortgage paper, papers in the mail, mm-hmm. guess what the name of the mortgage company was that actually funded the, the, the house? God's Way or something? Nope. Angel Oak. Mm. So, and then as soon as they sent that paperwork, they sent, the next day I got paperwork saying they transferred the loan to a to a bigger company so it was like this touch of God yeah. to come in but I prayed I stayed consistent I listened did what he asked me to do was patient and then I got a blessing yeah it's like the angel came down and was like here I got you but I'm going to pass it off now because my job's done here my job's done so move on. but That's people won't ever look at that as a blessing from God they'll just be like oh I had luck or yeah. I had this no it's actually 100% God right and we wouldn't we wouldn't have this home. We wouldn't have the equity in a home if it wasn't for God. He put me here and us here to do the work for him. Yeah. I wish more people would look at it that way and not call it luck. Because I think that would get more people to understand like the beauty that God gives us and what like how the world is and like every little thing, like when you look at a flower, for example, it's like that's a beautiful flower, but that flower has purpose because it helps the bees and everything you know like connect the dots and you can really see the bigger picture people are so focused on the little pictures that they miss out i think yeah but also a lot of people don't see it as god either they don't see like a red robin or a red cardinal coming into the backyard as as a beautiful piece of art that god makes mm-hmm. uh, or the trees or, or the, you know the ground or walk on the soft ground all that stuff doesn't People don't look at it that way. When you walk outside, everything is God's canvas. It's not anything else. There's no other possible reason for it. Right. Like, it's funny you say the canvas. Whenever I think of, like, God creating anything, I, I think of, like, how much details in each thing. So, like, our bodies, our blood is so meticulous, I guess is the word, where everything is so drawn out, like the cells and all that just blows my mind I'm, I'm like a visual person so i can see it all in my head and i'm just like that's crazy like imagine like painters who paint like 
you think that's amazing work like look around you yeah look at life exactly. it's just a baby that's being born okay so now i have some questions um this question i'm asking because someone actually brought this up someone from church and we were talking about asking god for it and so this is the question is asking god for your wants selfish depends on how your heart your motive and your, and your uh how you're asking god if you're asking god in the right frame of mind or right heart then god understands that you're doing it in the right way instead of doing it for selfish motives um a lot of people I feel a lot of people in this world have a lot of struggle with because all we're bombarded with is me, 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 me. Right. You know, from a selfie to um, look at this nice car you can drive, look at this nice house you can have. Look at the award I can get. Look at the award I can get. You know, I can work this job and make this amount of money, but is it really feeding your soul? Um, But the people that actually you know, are humble and ask God in the true, proper intent and motive, he blesses them. It may not be right away. It may not be two years from now. It might be 10 years from right. now. But he actually is always listening to what we're praying and listening to us. It's just that he has a discerning eye or a discerning mm-hmm. ear to go, mm, that's not right. I don't, fit, I don't think they're at the right place to receive that blessing. I'll put that on hold. And then let's go to the next one. If the next one, they, they align with God's will and, and need, then they'll get the blessing. Yeah. And that's where faith gets built. The more you're faithful, the more you trust, and you understand that when you don't get a, a blessing, it's not always a bad thing. Right. It's God getting you to where you need to be. Definitely, because I, I used to definitely be the type of person would be, I don't know how to explain it. So it was a me, 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 like you said. Everybody's me, me, me. And after talking to you and really understanding more about it, because I never heard the expression, you have not because you ask not. I thought it was something you come up came up with until you were like, nope, it's right here in the scripture. And I'm like, okay, like that, let, me, let me look more into that. And so something I found when I was... At, thinking about this question was the verse um, Philippians 4 6 it says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God the reason I like this little passage of the Bible is because this piece of scripture doesn't exclude any prayers so I think that's everybody's thought in it so like well my thought definitely is i don't want my prayers to be selfish i want to make sure that i'm really asking the main question this is literally the main question in my opinion is does it align with god's will and before i never asked that but now i'm asking that i mean the car situation i literally just asked this why do i think god should bless me with my car being fixed for cheap for better price and it's because i prayed that what could get done to help me 
do what I'm doing, trying to lift up all the nations. Like, I want to be able to spread the gospel. I want to be able to talk about God. And in order to do that, to travel, I need a car. And so I think me asking that question while really praying about the situation is asking that question is how does it align with God yeah. and anytime it aligns with God and what he wants for you in your life you're always going to get a blessing maybe small maybe big maybe you know Unexpected. something something you don't see either right uh, it might help out somebody else it might help a friend what you do in your life has ripple effect. It actually goes and whatever you do is going to reach out to exactly. people just like we're doing this and I trying to bring people to God and trying to bring an easier way to understand scripture mm-hmm. uh, to people instead of just going to church and hearing the sermon and listening to a lot of poor scripture but never digging a little deep. Right. You know, it's I, I love church. I love our church. It's it's great. I love hearing the, the message, but the people need sometimes. That's why there's small groups, Bible studies, Bible studies, right. and all that because they want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people feel I feel go deeper, but sometimes they don't understand, so they're kind of scared or turned away from it because they don't understand. Yeah. And the more they don't understand, the more they get like sh- turned away or shut off from it. I want to open that door so people can see that it's not so scary. You take scripture, turn them into questions, right? And then you talk about it, and then you don't feel so nervous or anxious about learning the Bible or learning scripture. Definitely, and that's what I like about what not only we do but others, where we're breaking it down for those that really don't know. I mean, I if we help one person. Like, I know I'm doing something right. But also, I want to reach more than one person, but I'm not going to be selfish and, like, I need this many people to know. If I can reach just one person, I'd be super happy about it. Like, I I truly would feel, like, blessed that God felt the need to use me to reach that one person. Because, like you said, that one person then goes on to other people. And there's a movie that I love that they do. Um, It's called Pay It Forward. So... I'm paying it forward. I was blessed with knowing God and learning about God. So I'm wanting to bless other people with that. But then these those people will go on to more people. And it's like you said, like a ripple effect. It just continuously goes. It's like mud sliding down a mountain. It's going to eventually get bigger and bigger. And that's what I think we need in order to be able to really pray and how do I say it? I just think we need to do, again, I'm going to keep going back and um, talking about it, is do it for him, not for us. And if we if we start focusing on more of the do for him and not do for us, I think it would be, the world would be a way better place. Okay, so my next question, because... This is going to align with what we've been asking. What advice would you give someone that is struggling, keyword struggling, with what they are praying for aligns with God's will? Um, when you're struggling, God's trying to teach you 
the more you stay in prayer, the more God's going to work on you and get you to where you need to be so you're not struggling. A lot of people sit there and I see it every day. They're struggling with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in their life. And they don't know how to, to compartmentalize all of it. So when that happens, when they get frustrated or, or um, shame or guilt in their life, they start turning away from God and not mm-hmm. asking the correct way. Right. They do it out of desperation versus out of, out of need or necessity. Needing God to help them with something, um, they actually so many times I see it. They're struggling with stuff that is not really big, but they think is big, mm-hmm. and God can take it away. Right, but they don't know how to have God take it away. They need to go to prayer, trust, obey, listen, and then God will bless them. Um, and struggle is such a hard one because everybody struggles differently and everyone looks at problems to the max I think because let's be honest in this world it's all about me 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 they want attention I mean people make TikToks they want to they want people to look at it and be like oh I feel bad for this person or they post a Facebook status about how sad they are, but they're not doing it to make them feel better. It's for the attention. And I think that people are missing out by praying and having faith in God to get them out of those situations so they don't have to feel that way. I mean, I used to be that poster. I loved posting about being sad. And I never realized that I was doing it for people to read it and feel bad for me. But as I learned through going to church, I'm like, you know what? I don't really need to do that. I just need to pray because the faith I have in God is bigger than someone looking and reading my status. Like, I don't care if anybody reads my status. So I honestly don't even post that much anymore, but I'm having enough faith in God to get me through whatever I'm getting through. I mean, today I had a horrible day, but I know I'm not going to let it get me because in anything I do, I pray. And I always ask him, can you give me some some kind of answer um and so on the way here actually i was i was upset i was crying and i was thinking like what do i do like do i just give up do i not care anymore and anytime i pray i'm like i really want to answer from him and the way he always gives me answers is through music no matter what day it is what time it is i always listen to music and so two songs came on back to back and mind you, I put on shuffle. I don't know what's coming. And one of the songs was Hold On. And was talking about like holding on a little bit longer. Like everything's going to work out for his good. And the second song was... Um, gosh, what was it? Let me think about this for a second. I'm actually looking at my phone because I actually sent it to my girlfriend. Because it was such a good song. You hold it all together. Meaning like God is holding it together. Like for you. Like I'm being held together by God because... I know no matter what, I'm not going to lose faith. Like, I might want to give up, go to my room and sleep because I'm sad. But instead, I got in my car, played my church music, and drove here because I knew he needed me here more 
then I needed to be in bed. I get that. And the struggle is always, most people say real, mm-hmm. but I feel as though when the enemy attacks, it attacks your emotions, your, your insecurities, your feelings, and it tries to pull you away from God. I 1,000% agree with that. And the closer you get to God, mm-hmm. the more that's going to happen. I was just going to say that. Yep. Uh, because a lot of people don't see that it's God. Mm-hmm. God, there's always there's always a spiritual warfare with everything we do in life. And if you don't understand it, you become depressed struggle, you become suicidal, you become all of it, because you start getting in your head, and there's a statistic that 80% of our thought processes is negative, and 90% of it is repetitive, <laughs> and that's a documentation that's been done for years, um, and so, only 20% of your thoughts are, are positive, and 10% of them are non-repetitive. So, the majority of our life is filled with negative thoughts. Yeah. The only way you're going to stop that from happening is to pray and look at God. If you look directly at Him, you're never going to have the problems and the issues and the struggles. The minute you fall away and the evil gets in, that little creep mm-hmm. gets in, you're going to have you're going to have the struggle. We're not here for that. We're, we're here to move the kingdom. We're here to be children of God. We're not here for um, the devil to mess with us. But he will. The closer you get to God, he's going to be standing in every doorway trying to stop you. Right. He's going to be your shield, your stronghold, um, which is one of my favorite verses. Um, and I think when people, including me, I'm, I'm going to throw myself under the bus, is when you start to fall backwards. Like you said, the closer you get to God, the more you're tested by like the devil. Like He's going to try to get you away from God. He's going to put those obstacles in your path because he don't want you going that way. He wants you to er, turn around and go back because God wants you to go five steps forward. The devil wants you to go 100 steps back. And when, since I've realized that as I've grown closer to God, it's helped me get out of a lot of pickles. Like, Truly, like today. Yes, I was upset. Yes, I was crying because I was allowing it to bring me to that point. But through prayer, I'm asking God, like, God, I need to get out of this spot. I need to get myself together. I need to get, like, some kind of reassurance that what I'm doing is good. What I'm doing is for you. And those two songs came on back to back. By the time I pulled in your driveway, I was good. The first thing I said to you was, Jesus is. He's he's just real. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Like he is not here for me. So in in life, there's some good philosophy that I've actually learned over the time. That in God, you always have to ask for what you want to receive what you need with the right. Also, the other part is 
you write down your vision and make it plain. The reason why is because everything in our life is even our dreams, our visions of our life to come. Just like Albert Einstein said, imagination is everything. And being that it's everything, it's your uh, preclude to the future of your life. Right. So imagine that what you're doing. This. So when you read that to me and you showed me that, I was like, Albert Einstein's smart. That man, he got sent like way above our level of smartness. Um, but when you said that, I, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm going to start imagining my future where what I'm doing is aligning with God. So I think, I don't know, it just, I want to make sure that people understand, like, just pray. Like, really pray, but mean it. Don't just pray because it sounds good. And I don't care how I look. I don't care what people think of me. I, If I'm praying in my car at the stoplight with my windows rolled down so I can get some fresh air and people hear me, I, I truly don't care. I, wa- I want them to see that I'm putting all my faith in God. And so with that saying, I want to be sure that I'm sticking to what I believe and having faith in my future that I'm going to do everything good for him. Good old Albert Einstein. Um, I do have one more question. Is goes along with patience because in this world, people are patient. Is how can I maintain patience and trust in God's timing when waiting for answers to my prayers? Well, it's not on our time, it's on God's time. And God has an anointed time for each one of us for our birth and our death. And anything that happens throughout our life is always going to be on His time. We have nothing to do with it. We're not in control. We have nothing to do with what God has planned for us. God has a plan. We need to stick to obeying and listening Mm -hmm. and, and trusting everything will work out the way it's supposed to. The problem is that a lot of people try to take that control back. And God's like, you think you got it? Right. There you go. Well, I'll see you back here when you, yeah. when you, when you, when you don't see that doesn't work. Right. And, you know, there's so many people go out astray and then they come back. It's, it's a commonality of, of churches, too. They, they go, they get God, comes in, they get pulled back out, then they come back in. It's like a never-ending cycle until you actually get your stronghold from God and not, and not the devil. And then you stand firm with God and yeah. nothing can move you. Definitely. So the one, my answer was a lot less boom. Um, I, I literally I'm, put, I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mine literally was one word, faith. Like, think about it as where it says about, um, be the fisherman. But what does he do? Hands it over to God. Because sometimes them fish are too big. You can't handle it yourself. So with faith, you're giving up control, which many people have control issues. And they don't want to trust in other people or God to do things for them. And 
I was that way. But I've learned to cast that reel, no matter how far I get it, and hand it over and just wait. It's like a flounder trying to eat a whale yeah. with your problems. <laughs> right. People have struggles, and they feel like they can never overcome it. But, you know, David and Goliath, David killed Goliath with a stone. Mm-hmm. Big, big dude. He had no idea what he was coming up against. He trusted in God. Yeah. So, in trusting in God, he took he took all five of them down. That if they he, he had five stones, and if all his family members came, he would let them all down. They took down Just like um, my favorite—I shouldn't say my favorite—but one of my favorite books and chapters in the Bible is Job chapter one, because that man never lost faith, and I look at it this way. If God can get Job through what he went through, my problems ain't nothing. I, I, I believe that the problems that I'm praying for, God got me. Not because they're small. Because my problems are small compared to what Job went through. So if God can help Job through what he went through, my problems are going to be like shaking up dust off his shoulder yeah and a lot of people don't realize that in the bible there's a lot more messed up people than we are in, in, in the bible and god was with them the whole time actually jesus was with them the whole time god in the old testament jesus in the new there was always somebody there to help them and direct them in the right direction the problem is people listened or mm-hmm. they didn't right and the more they listened they got blessings and the more they have what they ask for and have less of the struggle but that brings me to um, God has a lot of ask, a lot of give he'll give you anything you ask for but you have to up your give you have to up your ask for him to up his give if you don't do that You'll never, you'll always stay at one level. You'll never move up to the next level. You know, you know, I've, I've always been big on vision boards because they actually help you see the future and put there what God wants you to put on that board, not what you want to put on Also, write down everything you want from God. There's, there's a cool test that you can do that you write down everything you want from God be 100, 200, 300 things. Write them down. Wait every day in the morning and in the evening. Read them. Pray on them. Ask God for them. In a year, go back to that list. Check the list out. And then go down and check off what God has blessed you with. And guarantee you'll have at least 10% of what you put on that list will come true and will be a, a gift by God. I'm going to come up with a list of 10. Just make it math easy for me. Um, so if you get one, right, that's I 10%. Know. Exactly. So I'm going to do it where I can do math easy. Maybe even 20, but we'll see. One of these episodes, I'll bring it up when that time comes. Um, there's two. There's two that I really, really like that actually go with this whole process um if you list everything with 
faith in God, when reading it, it will come true. But you have not because you ask not, which is James 4.2. And write the vision and make it plain is Habakkuk 2, 2-3. And that, that scripture is, And Lord, answer me. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision waits at its appointed time. It hasn't to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will without delay. And I want you to repeat that where you can find that verse. Hub, hub, Habakkuk, H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. What chapter and verse? Uh, two, two and three. Well, the only reason I wanted to ask that is because literally in that whole verse, it summed up everything we talked about. Just in that little snippet. So get your Bibles out. And remember, that's that's our guide. Like what I've always called it, the basic instructions before leaving Earth. What are you going to do if you're on a road trip? You're going to use that map. That's what we need to do with prayer, asking for God for things, and direction. So I just I just really wanted to make sure that that verse was clear. I mean, I I couldn't say it either, but I just want to make sure it was outlined. So with that. I'm going to read the reflection for Asperger. God for it. Importance of seeking God's guidance and provisions rather than relying solely on our own desires and efforts. One reason why we may lack certain things or experiences or experience conflicts in life is that we fail to seek God's help and direction through prayer. The context does not interpret it as a guarantee that God will grant every request the Bible teaches that God's plan and purpose area ultimately in line with God's wisdom and love for us. Our requests may be driven by our selfish motives, and God may choose not to grant them for our own good. Approach God by being humble, align our requests with God's will, and trust in God's ultimate wisdom and guidance with everything you do. And to end this session... There is a, a three-check prayer litmus test that we can do for every, every prayer we have. The first one is check your faith. What you need to do is make sure that your faith is, is true and just for God only, and you trust Him fully. Uh, that would be under Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The second thing you would do is check your ask. Hopefully, everything you ask for lines up with God's will. If you actually line up with God's will, you will have the blessings that you need. That comes from 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. If that 
we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he know if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask. And the last one is check your why. Are your motives are are your motives correct? And are your intentions correct with your ask? Um, and that is why Psalm 139, 23-24 Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me, and I know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So that's, that's a great checklist. And you should do that every time you actually uh, want a prayer or you have not or you ask not. Um, at the end of that, you need to go through that checklist, that litmus test, to make sure that everything aligns with what you want to ask for before you ask. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you with hearts overflowing with gratitude for the enormous amount of blessings you bless us with each day. We thank you for the gift of life, for supplying our needs and wants. We are grateful for the beauty of creation that reflects your glory and for the forgiveness and redemption we find in your Son, Jesus Christ. We offer our sincerest thanks for all you do and all you are, and we pray that our lives may be a testament to your love and grace. In your precious name, we give thanks. Amen. Amen. That brings us to announcements. Uh, we actually... Um, would love to have people on our show. If you're interested in being on our show, uh, please contact us at liftupnations at gmail.com or any of our social media uh, avenues from Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, also, we uh, are looking for people that actually want to get baptized. We're going to do... Uh, live local baptisms in the Lewis Beach. Um, also, we are looking to do testimonies on our show. So if you're interested in doing either one of those, you can also reach us at liftupnations at gmail.com and one of our social media avenues as well. And on that note, until next time, God bless. God bless.